Hey, did you see that game last weekend? It was crazy. Actually, we were there. Wait, like in person? How'd you swing that? Allegiant had a super affordable nonstop flight out there. With how low the airfare was, buying tickets to the game was a no-brainer. Hold my beer. I'm going to Allegiant.com right now. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Experience the game you love at Allegiant Stadium. Visit Allegiant.com slash Raiders to book your flight, game tickets, and hotel all in one place. Welcome to the Raiders Press Pass, your credential to all things silver and black. You guys are not going to be here tomorrow, huh? Uh, no? You will be? All right. All right. Well, we'll be here. We'll be here. Um, so we're into uh, Seattle. Had an opportunity just quickly uh, you know, review a few things from the, from the Denver game this morning with the guys uh, since we gave them Monday. Uh, you know, off and, um, you know, now we're deep into the preparation for the Seahawks. Um, it's a good football team, um, you know, and Pete and John have always uh, been able to uh, bring in young players and, and develop them quickly, put them in there, and uh, they've, they've played more young players than any team in the league this year, uh, and they're all making an impact, you know, the tackles, the back, the corners, and the secondary, so... Um, you know, some new faces for us. We don't know this team very well, so our team is hard at work uh, in terms of learning the personnel, the scheme, uh, the challenges that they present in all three phases. Um, and then obviously, you know, going up there and playing uh, in Seattle is, um, it's always, uh, in, in, you know, a different atmosphere, um, very challenging place to play. So um, a lot of hard work ahead of us here. Are you, um, I think there was an assumption that Seattle's in a rebuild mode, you know, and they're playing for, you know, down the road, but you know, obviously Pete's got them playing pretty well. Are you surprised at all about where they, where they are right now? Not really. Um, every time I've had a chance to compete against Coach Carroll's teams, um, you know, they, they always, you know, number one, they play really hard. Number two, they always have personnel that fits their system and their scheme almost perfectly. Um, I mean, going back years. I mean, I've, I've competed against them a number of times. So um, they do a great job of putting players on the team that fit what they want to do. Um, and so when they change from people that, you know, everybody knows to somebody else that maybe isn't as well known, uh, I don't think they look at it like, oh, man, we're going to take two steps back. I think they've done a good job of evaluating the players they're putting on the roster. And those players are ready to take over uh, when it's their time. And so um, I, I see that again, you know, I see that again and um, can't say enough about what they, you know, what Gino has been able to do. Um, I've competed against him a number of times too. And um, I think he's had a fantastic year. Um, great decisions, accurate with the ball, uh, completed, you know, higher percentage than anybody in the, in the league. Um, and he's got good players to distribute it to and just looks such in such comfort, knows where he's going with the football all the time running their offense very well, um, you know, and their defense, you know, is typical Pete's defense, you know, and after the ball on every play, um, do a great job of trying to get it off you. Um, you know, ball security is going to be paramount again this week. Um, but their style, the way they play, how aggressive they are, um, it's it's really, honestly, it's been the same, you know, every time I've watched them and gotten ready to, to compete against them, it, it looks like the same thing. Your decision on Nate Hobbs to uh, designate him. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be he'll be back working today, and then we obviously would have to make the decision to to, to pull him up at the end. <clears throat> Can a win slow things down a little bit when when you're losing? Guys are trying, but 
that can almost accelerate, but can it get, let your head get up, get a breath, and maybe slow down the, not change the process, but slow down people to be able to continue to grow? Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that. Um, I don't know if I'd use that phrasing. I would just say, you know, it it reiterates that when we do things the right way, you know, uh, we 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 have enough to have success, you know, and so. Um, you know, still haven't played a perfect game, still haven't coached a perfect game, and there's a lot of things we can do better. But I think it just – it always – it's a great opportunity also to learn when you win um, and be critical of the things maybe you could have done better. And I think our team is really starting to respond to that. Um, you know, it tastes a little better when you win, you know, than, than after you lose a game. So um, I, I think our, our attitude and approach has been great, honestly, regardless of the outcome of the prior game. And uh, I look forward to seeing how our team responds this week. Josh, kind of an injury question. For Colton Miller, what do you have to see for him, for him to be able to get back out there? And then uh, kind of second part of that, uh, Thayer Muffin, I'm pretty sure that was the first time he played a full game from start to finish. What do you think about his Yeah, uh, Colton, I mean, it's, it's just basically when he's able to roll. You know what I mean? Whenever he's able to do it uh, and not set himself back, then then I think he'll be able to – uh, to be back out there. And, and, again, we'll see how this week goes. Um, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see how the next few days go for him. Um, I know he's working really hard to get back out there as soon as he can. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, man the right side, you know, the, the whole game. And, um, again, like all young players do, there's a lot of good plays and then there's some plays to learn from. So um, I thought he acquitted himself well. Um, I thought he also there's, – there's this chunk of plays where, okay, that's how you're going to get better. You know, you see the result of them. You see what you could have done better from a technique perspective uh, and then work like hell to, you know, to get it right this week in practice and, and improve as the season goes. But those reps are huge, you know, to play on the road in a division game against a good team with a good pass rush, you know, physical front, uh, to go out there and do that and, you know, and, and realize like, okay, I, I, I belong here and, and I just now I have an opportunity to improve myself uh, from that performance. I think there can take a lot from it. What, um, what what have you seen from Jakob this year? And I know it's part of your scheme, but what about the fullback entices you to have one and, and to make it part of what you do? Yeah, Jakob's um, an unselfish guy. He's a great teammate. Uh, he's physical, tough. Um, you know, we talk about being a tough team, and, um, you know, Jakob adds that element to uh, a physicality to our offense, to our special teams. Um you know he's a he's a tireless worker. He'll do anything the team needs. You know he doesn't. Nobody ever talks about the fullback a whole lot, so he doesn't get a lot of glory. But um, I I would you know JJ would talk about him a lot. You know, and I think the offensive line would uh, you know would talk about him a lot because of the things that he does. You know, he's kind of an unsung hero in terms of uh, providing opportunities for the backs to run, helping in protection, um, just doing a lot of the dirty work that uh, fullbacks do. Quite honestly, you know and. So I think he just, you know, teams don't really use a fullback much anymore. There's very few teams in the league that we see now that, that do that, that employ one. So um, it's kind of like having a, you know, a, a different style for the opponent to have to get ready for, you know, in a, in a quick week, you know, and have to learn how to fit two-back runs and deal with those kind of things that I would say generally are becoming kind of outdated in the league. Um, but if you have a good one, you know, and, and we can be productive in that personnel grouping, I'm, I'm, I've always been a believer in it, and, and that's why Yach's here. You talked about um, dripping water on that special team frock. Uh, yep. Getting better as the year has gone on. It looks like it's gotten better coverage-wise, mm -hmm. return-wise. Um, what's the challenges of that you know, from a year-to-year -year basis when rosters turn over, 
especially on that part of it. Yep. Um, is it more concepts or personnel? Yeah. Just improving as your I would say it's the commitment to those players are just as valuable as the players on either side of the ball, offensively or defensively. And so when you make, when you make selections um, in the draft or you sign people in free agency, I mean, a few of the, the first guys we were able to sign in free agency were Mac Hollins and Brandon Bolden. And immediately you feel like, okay, we're making some progress in the kicking game. And I would say the same thing about, you know, a handful of the guys that we got after the draft, you know, in college free agency is, look, we, if you put enough effort into it and you put enough commitment, um, that it, it, it's just one of the three. It's not the third, you know. And so, I mean, I don't know how everybody else does it. I just know how we're going to try to do it. And um, we, we're going to treat it like it's just as important as anything else, offensively or defensively. And so I hope there's not a big changeover next year you know I mean a lot of the guys that are you know I would say helping us improve in the kicking game you know Bolton Luke Masterson Darian Butler Amir Abdullah Brandon Bolden uh, you know there's a there's a number of guys that are are helping us in that phase you know the kickers the snapper I mean you, again you just you you have to make a commitment to that phase of the game being very important which it obviously it is and so I think the core group of guys, what's interesting and fun for us to see is there's a core group of guys that are starting to, you know, create an identity for themselves. And they have this, this attitude uh, each week like, you know, they're, gonna, they're, they're excited for the challenge, which is going to be a huge one this week in Seattle. Uh, it's a very good, you know, unit there, and they do a great job of coaching it, and they got good specialists and good returners. So um, I just think that the, the entire approach towards special teams is – it's got to be uh, you got to be consistent with it, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, on, on Sunday, you know, Foster and Keelan and Tyler obviously had key, key plays um, that helped that win. What's the key, I think, um, to getting production out of the role players in specific spots moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, you know you give them opportunities, um, and I think you keep doing things in practice that allow them to get more comfortable. You know, when their numbers called during the course of a game. Um, you know, we, we work with all our players every week. It's not just these are the guys that are playing and these are the guys that are on the, you know, the scout team. The scout team guys get coached just as much as the other guys do. And so the point of that is that this is such a league of attrition that eventually those guys are going to end up playing anyway. You know, I mean, that's why they're here. We don't have anybody here that we don't like and don't feel like we could have an opportunity to win with. And so, you know, Tyler's worked really hard in practice. He's given us fits on offense, and so he's earned his opportunity to go in there and compete and play. And, um, you know, the, 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 the role guys, whether it's Keelan or Foster or Amir, I mean, they all show up and do things, you know, during the course of the game that, that help us win, you know. And so, um, you know, just continue to coach the entire roster. You know, practice squad, guys that happen to be inactive at one point or other, we feel like at some point they're going to be active and we're going to need them. So, uh, we put as much time and energy into the 69th player as we do the number one player. And uh, I think those guys were all ready when their number was called on Sunday. We all uh, know about the sacks you guys had on Sunday and the day Max had, but it seemed like you were getting kind of pressure more consistently on a down-to-down -down basis. Uh, did you see that, and how do you build on that uh, progress? Yeah, I thought, I thought we did. Um, we executed a few things better in the pass rush, um, you know, I'd say particularly on third down that allowed us to create a little bit of pressure there and either force them out of the pocket or, or in a few cases we got to them. Um, you know, and that, look, that's, that's time on task. That's comfort level with one another. 
Uh, we talked about Jerry last week, and, you know, I hope that's going to get more comfortable this week and then going forward as well. So, um, you know, just guys being able to go in there and help somebody else get to the middle of the pocket and get to the passer. You know, it's not all just four guys, you know, working on their own, you know. And so there's a lot of detail, a lot of time and effort put into it. Um, you know, and somebody's got to go take one for the team sometimes so somebody else can come free. You know, that's just the nature of pass rush and, um, you know, so I thought thought our guys made some strides there last week. <clears throat> if anything, are you going to do this week in preparation for the conditions, both the noise level, but also the anticipated wet weather? Yeah, the the noise will be the the same as we've done, I'd say, with Kansas City and a handful of other places, Denver, where we've you know we've had cer- certainly loud music or the airplane runway, you know, no, where you can't hear anything out there, you know, when we're on offense or in the kicking units. Uh, so we'll simulate that same thing. Um, you know, and, and when you're going from a climate like this, this is my first time doing this. So this is a, a unique experience where we really haven't had, you know, any wet weather days. And so you're going to potentially play in it. So we'll simulate that as well. You know, I mean, whether that's, you know, ball handling, quarterback center exchanges, uh, the snapping to the to the specialist, those kind of things, throwing and catching the ball, you know, with a little moisture on it, wet ball, whatever it is. Uh, the best we can. I mean, we're not going to have the sprinkler system on when we're practicing, but, you know, I, we're, we'll do as much as we can to try to simulate some of the things that I think our guys don't have as much uh, repetition at. Um, look, that's the best we can do right now unless we go try to find a rainy place and go spend the week there. So, um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to do everything we can do to prepare for that. What is it in general that makes it so difficult to play in Seattle besides, like, the noise and sometimes weather conditions? The noise and the weather. Well, and I would say this, the team, the team. I mean, that's, 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 you know, people say, you know, why was it hard to play against some of the great teams in the seventies, eighties, because they're pretty good. You know what I mean? And um, I think every time that I've been there, um, you know, with Pete and uh, even before then, I mean, this has been so well coached, good play, really good players um, combine that with, the atmosphere that you're going to play in, which is is as noisy as any state. I'd say that in Kansas City, probably as noisy as, as you get, um, you know, and, and then, you know, whatever the weather is, the weather is, you know, we can't control that. But I think the team, you know, the team, the way they're coached, how well they're coached, uh, how well they perform and do their jobs, you know, and then combine that with the noise level that makes, you know, communication tougher, you know. So um, that's really what I attribute it to. You're a guy of process, staying on the game schedule, but when you have a holiday in the middle of your week and these guys do have families and you're going to give them some family time, yep. how do you handle that? How do you work that? Yeah, we, um, you know, you can always, I think, adjust it a little bit. So uh, the staff did a good job. Um, you know, fortunately we won, so we were able to do a victory Monday. So the staff got a little further ahead on Monday and Tuesday. And so um, we'll spend a little bit more time today um, after after we're done with our practice today of actually going ahead and getting ahead for tomorrow as opposed to what we would normally do, which is just watch the film and then the players could go and then we would come in and restart our day tomorrow. We're going to get um, a good chunk of that done today. And so they'll come in early tomorrow. Uh, we'll meet quickly. Um, I think the atmosphere on Thanksgiving Day has always been great, um, you know, when you're coaching and playing football. Um, I mean, it's such a, a national pastime really to – to watch football on this day, but when you actually get to coach it or play it, um, even if it's just the practice part of it, 
um, it just is a is a great feeling. A lot of energy, um, you know. So we'll we'll be ahead tomorrow. Uh, we'll get him in quick. We'll, we'll get out on the practice field or much earlier than normal, uh, and then we'll get him out of here and let him you know spend the day with their families. There's no question that Josh Jacobs has earned the the carries that you've given him. You talked the other day about you know he doesn't want to come out and he you know he just keeps grinding away. But you've got a couple of running backs that you drafted, some younger guys. Do they need game action to to develop to where you guys want them to be? Um, I mean, there certainly obviously could benefit from from action in the games. Um, it's just that, you know, I'm picking my poison, you know what I mean? And I'm having a hard time going away from the guy with the hot hand. So, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. I'm very happy with the guys behind. You know, they're, they're working really hard. And they, they, again, that's kind of the nature of the position, you know, honestly. And, uh, you know, Seattle's really much the same. You know, with Kenneth, I mean, he's getting the lion's share of the carry now that Penny's out, and um, it is what it is. Uh, you know, running backs kind of, you know, if you got a guy that's pretty special, you know, you, you let him play and let him do his thing, and uh, when he needs a break, you know, he takes a break. And, again, the J.J. wasn't in there the whole time. You know what I mean? Amir was in there plenty, and, you know, it's like I said, there's some, some of that too. But um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, – like I said, not hesitant, but I'm just, you know, I, I'm so happy with what he's doing. Um, and I think he's in such a good rhythm right now that just, you know, let's ride it. And we'll see when he when he needs a break, he'll let us know. <clears throat> Matt, uh, just Zemir White, it was the first game he was inactive mm-hmm. for just purely football there. Yeah, they just, I mean, he and Britton have been working really hard. And, again, it kind of goes to the question about hadn't really got a ton of carries yet. So we, we gave Britton an opportunity in the kicking game too. He and Zamir have both been competing in basically very similar roles. Uh, that was basically what, what it was. And, um, you know, we've, we've stressed that same thing the entire season. So, um, you know, we're going to continue to let them do that. I think it's healthy for both of them. So this, this uh, holiday being ingrained with football, of course, do you have any favorite uh, football memories from, from Thanksgiving? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've had a chance to, to play a couple times on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, fortunately, we won, I think, all of them. So it was, you know, that, that, that has always been um, something that I think, you know, until you do it, until you have a home game on Thanksgiving, uh, you don't really know kind of what it's like. But I've always felt like the stadium, you know, on, on a Thanksgiving day, there's a lot of people that are really happy to be there and thankful that they have an opportunity to do that. And uh, I just, you know, being able to coach and play football on Thanksgiving, whether it's practices or games, I think it's just a blessing because we're so lucky we get to do this for a living, you know, and uh, our whole country tunes in and wants to watch the games that are on Thanksgiving Day. And, um, you know, how how lucky are we that we get to come here and, and do this before we actually go get to celebrate the rest of the day with our families. Good to go. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I'm good. Rob, are you good? I'm good. All right, guys, go have a question. Derek, when you guys go up tempo like you did uh, at the end of uh, regulation and, and uh, overtime, how comfortable are you? And would you like to see that maybe more often during the course of the game? Uh, it's something I've always loved. Um, maybe it's because that's how I played in college. Uh, you know, just playing as fast as possible. You know, there's certain tempos like in college, like I don't think you need in the NFL. You know, but. You know, playing fast has always been fun for me, uh, and I enjoy it when it's time. And there's a time and a place for it, and and I'm not so wise to know when that is. Coaches, you know, coaches study those things, and you know, they they, they he would know better than I do. You know, uh, especially he's looking at the whole team aspect of it, and so 
uh, for me, I've always enjoyed it. I've always loved it. Um, so if he ever wants to, I'm, I'm always excited. He knows that, you know, I, I love doing that. Um, I just always think that the mental part, if you can think fast and process fast, um, then you can have an advantage. Um, but also there's, you know, st- you know, when you huddle and do things different ways, you can get in different shifts and different kind of things that you can't really do up tempo. So, um, you know, there's, you know, depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Is there a level of understanding of the playbook that needs to be there, not just for you, but across the board uh, to be able to communicate at the line of scrimmage like that? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you would hope that, you know, in OTAs and training camp, you, you figure those things out, you know, um, you know, there's been times this year where, you know, coach goes fast and sometimes when we don't. And, um, so I think he feels comfortable when we do, uh, I can't speak for him, but, um, you know, there's a time and a place for it for sure. You guys haven't had a bad weather game this year. You might get rain on Sunday. What's the importance for the offense to get some work with a wet ball this week in practice? Yeah, anytime that, uh, so anytime there's a chance, I, I mean, I've played, I've practiced more wet ball drills than I've played in games, you know, um, you know, even if there's a chance, you know, uh, even if it doesn't say it on the radar or, you know, six days from now or, you know, whatever, whatever it is at that time, you still practice it and get ready for it, you know. So um, I'm always doing that, you know, this week is no day. Anytime you go to Seattle, you know, places like Seattle, you go to Miami, for some reason in Miami it always rains during the game at some point, you know, so you always practice those things and get ready for it, um, you know, just to be ready, you know. Um, but, you know, it's not something that, um, you know, I do every single week, but it's something that I definitely prepare for ahead of time. What do you, you get a, is this, what do you have a hose out spraying the ball or is there like a, a puck you jump water? I have seen a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I've seen some pretty crazy things happen, you know, but you know, for us, you know, I, I'll, I'll take a water bottle and just make sure I spray it, spray my hands, make it as hard as possible. You know, for the receivers, they spray their hands, you know, and we do our drills and I do it with the center and the running backs and all that. And you just, you want to make it as tough as possible. So then when you get to the game, it, you're like, oh, it's not even that bad. Is it more the, the snap? Is it the getting the ball like to where you want to want it to be in your hand or is it the actual throwing like what is the biggest challenge you know it really depends um you know sometimes it depends on the football um but really you know just making sure the you know the operation the, the snap and those kind of things you know when you go to throw the ball you try your best to be as pinpoint as possible knowing that in that kind of weather it may it may veer a little bit here and there but um you know you make sure the operation of handling the ball handing it off you know all of those things is clean Derek, obviously you've thrown a lot of touchdowns to Devontae. However, that touchdown against Broncos, you know, that was a game winner. You know, when you look at your on-the-field memories with Devontae, where does that touchdown rank in terms of kind of your memories of him on the field? Yeah, um, I mean, it's got to be up there probably probably the number one, you know, because we did it in the NFL, you know. Um, I think he has 10 touchdowns now in the NFL, you know, with me this year, you know. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we haven't done since college. You know, so there's nine years of gap there. So, Definitely, that one felt good because it was a win. Um, but I have different fun ones. He caught the, you know, the rec- the career touchdown record breaker at Fresno State. You know, his record breaker at Fresno State. His first touchdown was a slant. You know, there's certain memories that I have. You know, um, you know, with him. But definitely doing it in the NFL is probably our favorite. Derek, to, to set that up, obviously big completions um, to Keelan the, on the game's tying drive, and then to Foster as well in overtime. I guess big picture, how important is complimentary playmaking? Um, from guys around Devontae. Absolutely. You know, it shows, you know, you have to be able to do that, those guys stepping up and making those plays because it shows teams that, uh, of course, they want to take Devontae away. Of course, everyone wants to do those things. And when they do, you know, they know that they're leaving themselves susceptible to somebody else. And those guys have been making plays. And when they can make plays like that, it it, it doesn't only help Devontae, but it helps our team. You know, it's, it makes playing quarterback a lot easier. Um, that's for sure. When you have a receiver like that who sees the game so well, he thinks through it, how valuable is that for a quarterback? Oh, it's uh, it's very valuable. When 
it's very, um, I wouldn't say it's rare, but, you know, the best ones are the ones that can see it like a quarterback, you know. Um, you know, I've had, a, I've, I've played with a lot of receivers in my, you know, nine year career and, um, you know, a lot of smart guys, uh, you know, but Devontae, when, you know, he can see it like a quarterback. I, I said, I said about Hunter also, you know, Crabtree was another one. Coop was another one. I'm going to stop naming people before someone gets upset. But, you know, they, there's guys that come to mind that, you know, I'm like, hey, if they play this coverage, like, yeah, I got it. No problem. You know, it's like you don't have to explain it and the why and, the, you know, the reason it, you know, they get it. And Tay is one of those guys where, um, you know, you really don't even have to say anything. You know, he, he knows the coverage. He knows where I'm trying to put the football. Uh, and we're starting to get, you know, on the same page with some of that stuff. We don't even have to talk about certain things. We kind of just know already. Um, and it's showing up in games for us. So do you know that he's going to run the route that he ran? On that touchdown pass, or, did, or uh, that's on the last one? Yeah, or yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, it's something that you know, coach, you know, draw, drew up, and Tay, you know, uh, put put his you know own thing on it, and uh, you know, we had we had run across the field and hit you know a twenty four yarder earlier, and uh, he broke to the right on that one, and uh, that's the play coach called, and um, yeah, you gotta give Josh credit, give Tay credit, um, you know, and that especially the line, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about it if it wasn't for them. <laughs> You know, you know when I when I watch him, obviously at that stadium, the first thing you think is Richard Sherman. You know, and I'm not comparing him to Sherman or anything like that. You know, right now, but it just when you turn the tape on, you see a really tall corner. He's physical. He can run. You know, he stays on top. Uh, really good football player. And you know, Sherman is Hall of Fame type player, and he's obviously a rookie. Has a a long way to go. But um, when you turn the tape on, he stands out. He's, uh, Extremely talented, you know, um, at catching the football. You know, he, uh, you know, when the ball is in his area, it doesn't look hard for him to make plays on it. You know, he's very talented. Out of his breaks for being that long and to be able to transition the way that he does, uh, very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. What's your go-to food on the Thanksgiving table? Mashed potatoes. Yeah, my mom, growing up, she used to make everyone mashed potatoes, and then she'd make me my little pot, you know, because that was my favorite thing. So shout out, Mom. Thanks. What do you avoid? Oh, any geez, uh, goodness! I try and avoid the green beans. Uh, uh, you know, I eat healthy enough as as the season goes on, so I try and avoid them. But my wife won't let me. So, <laughs> Eric, were you aware of what Jacob Johnson was all about uh, prior to him? And also, how important has he been? And did you know that he doesn't have a carry in his career? I did. Okay, I didn't know he didn't have a carry. I know he has a touchdown. Uh, on a pass. On a pass. Yeah. Yep, I know he had that. Uh, you know, and. And yeah, we knew about him, and I, the first thing I knew about him was his toughness. You know, the, some of the things he's played through and tried to play through, and the injuries he's had, and coming back. I mean, to still do what he does and at a high level, and the violence that he plays with is impressive. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's also another guy that's so valuable to our offense. You know, with having a guy like that, when they respect that, that's why you know Tay was able to get open on the first touchdown. You know, guys biting up on the run, and you know, uh, everyone doing their job. But he's another guy that. Does that? I know he's. If y'all talk to him, he's having a little bit of a rough day, a World Cup, you know. So <laughs> be nice to him today. <laughs> Good. Thank y'all. Thank you. Yep. 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 Devontae, that last the touchdown pass in OT. How much of that on the play fake was replaying, and how much was you saw what Patrick Sertain was doing and you reacted the moment? Um, I mean, the call was to read what was going on with with his leverage and his in the coverage but it was based on something that we had seen earlier in the day just kind of marrying the concepts together and then um you know if he overplayed it then it was the, the idea was to run the route that i ran how much do you pride yourself on just being a student of the game and really 
studying tendencies and that sort of thing? I mean, that's that's like 90% of what makes me me versus, you know, the, all the rest of the stuff they talk about. It's a lot of the, the, the studying and um, the anticipation and knowing what's coming and or having an idea of what's coming and then formulating the plan. And then if that plan is not the best, <clears throat> then it's adjusted from there and then find the best way to do it from, uh, you know, based off how they're playing me. Lots of the Broncos jump after the first touchdown, grabbing your head and game like pretty animated usually. Well, I still think that was pretty pretty chill. That wasn't really too crazy. Uh, I've I've gotten up. That was probably about a four on out of ten. But um, you know, sometimes you have a little bit more emotion, especially based off how the season's been going. So to make a big play in a you know in a big situation or in the middle of the game at any point is something that um, like I talked about is is contagious. So you know, sometimes having that a little extra energy. Some, most of the time, I keep it in and just try to focus on the, you know, the, the job's not done type of mentality, but sometimes it's good to show some of that and, and let it let it creep out for your teammates and, you know, for yourself too. Do you also have a young corner, Tariq Rowan? He's had a really good season so far. What do you see from him just watching him on tape? Yeah, he looks good on tape. He's he's a, a big, um, you know, much, much taller corner than what's, what's normal in the league, and he's a rookie, and he doesn't look like a rookie at all on tape, so um, it'll, I'm sure it'll be a fun matchup, but uh, yeah, I got I got respect for what I've seen on tape so far for sure. Do you think one week can carry over to the next? Can you take the momentum of, of a win like that in Denver, and does that carry over to this week in preparing for Seattle? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, momentum to me is a little bit more than what we have right now. I think that it's a definitely a good start, but I think you got to do a little bit more of what we're doing to gain momentum. But um, I think we're doing the right thing, and obviously we finished out the game. There's a lot of things. You know, we, we gave them chances that we shouldn't have given them maybe, um, you know, as far as the offensive side, not not capitalizing certain situations. But for the most part, I feel like, uh, you know, as far as finishing that game, like I said, winning takes care of a lot of stuff. So, you know, just the morale. We had a good week of preparation all last week, came in and, you know, had this same type of day as we did today, a little bit more above the neck. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just got to – Capitalize on a, on another great week of, of preparation. I think everybody's got the right mentality and approaching it the same way, and everybody looks hungry. So you know we just got to keep that going. I think this offense has been at its best when both you and Josh are getting a lot of opportunities and putting up big numbers. He, he said that's kind of a product of he feeds off of you when when you do make big plays. Is it kind of the same way when, when you say the way he's been running? You feed that off of him this year. One hundred percent. I tell him that at the start of every game. I say it's me and you all day. You know we we. Two of the people that are relied on a lot in this, you know, on this team to to get this offense going, and, and we we recognize that we're ready for the burden that comes with it. So, you know, I just remind them. And, and Josh is a dog, so at the end of the day, it's not nothing that we really need to talk about, but it's something that we like to kind of use as a spark for one another, just kind of, you know, to to get it going in the right direction right out the gate. To follow on that, obviously on Sunday, you guys got key contributions late from Keelan and Foster. Just kind of speaking big picture yeah. around what you and Josh are doing. How crucial are those contributions from complementary players around what you guys? Well, that's been the pretty much the the talk of the town. That's what that's what coach has been emphasizing all year. Is you know you know obviously they're going to show certain coverages to try to take me away. So guys got to step up and make plays. You know if they want to double, obviously they can't double everybody. So at least more opportunities one on one or you know maybe uncovered opportunities like what Foster had in the middle of the field. So and you know ten times out of ten he's going to make you pay if he's you know he's got some space like that. He can run a lot better than what people expect. You know even when he got the ball, you know. Got, got it in two hands like a fullback, he's still moving down the middle of the field. So, you know, that's that's basically what we got to do as a, as a team is, you know, if, if other guys are going to get doubled and, you know, they want to take 
you know, Foster away or they want to take Mac away on a, on a fade or something and, and double him, then, you know, I got to step up or, or other guys got to kind of do the same thing and play um, play complimentary football on that side of football. You're the first Raider with double-digit receiving touchdowns since Tim Brown in 2000. Uh, then you look at the record books and you're putting your name up there. Does that have a special meaning for you, being somebody that followed the Raiders as a kid? Well, yeah, for sure. I'm more of a, you know, the look back when it's all said and done type guy though, you know, whether that's all said and done for the year or, you know, my career. So, you know, we obviously are, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to keep the ball moving and, and that's where my mind is. And then we'll let the records and, you know, the touchdowns and all that stuff take care of itself. Cause you know, when you, when you focus on that, I feel like you're focusing on the wrong thing. It's not about, you know, getting a crazy number, number of touchdowns at the end of the year. Obviously you want that, but if you're thinking about it that way, then you're not, you're not going to play the right way, or you're just going to put a lot of pressure on yourself that you don't need. So I just think about being productive and putting together good film. And if I'm doing that, typically that means the ball's going to be on the way, and I just got to complete the play. And then uh, you know we'll look back when it's all said and done and see where I, where I am in the record books and you know those type of things. But just for now, I'm just trying to keep that ball pushing. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Raiders Press Pass. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation.